0: Stress all night. Take your mind off your money and focus on your life. But it don't matter all the stuff it bought. It's the way you think. Welcome to Unlock Your Wealth Radio. I am she, your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhalls here. And this segment of Unlock Your Wealth Radio is sponsored by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash free book and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And uh, welcome everyone to our fabulous show today. We've got an incredible day in store for you. Uh, helping me with today's broadcast would be the maestro of moolah, Michael Terry. Hey, folks. And we are going to help you get your money mind right on today's show with the following great features. So first off, Miguel, what's the key this week? Uh, key number five, uh, take emotion out of the picture. Yes, So if you missed Monday's show, then you will probably want to go back to keystoriches.com and download it. Or you can also hear it here on this same channel where you get the Unlock Your Wealth radio show. Because this is an important key. It teaches us to keep our passions in perspective. We also have our moolah word of the day. And today's show is going to be all about insurance claims. We hate when things happen to us but then we don't do necessarily what we need to do to make sure that we get it correct when we prop- when we file a complaint or make a claim on our insurance so we want to talk about some of the pitfalls to avoid on today's show when it comes to filing insurance claims hmm. yes so it could good. be a staid topic stuff, but the stuff that I've always hated to do well, you got to file a claim <laughs> I know that's it's it's a pain factor. Oh, and so from a so biological painful. perspective, we're cranking up the pain. And so what happens? We either want to run or fight. In either case, it's not good because logic Larry is who we need to talk to. You could also pass the buck. You could pass the buck. But we then can, by can passing the storm? buck, you may not be able to effectively monitor the situation. Yeah, that's true. That could be a bigger problem. Yeah. So, uh, so that's, uh, what we have in store for today. So, uh, for those of you who are joining us for the first time, the keys to riches has now become its own show and with its own website. So if you want this week's key statement, key action item and key affirmation, you need to visit our website at keystoriches.com and get that as well as this week's broadcast on Take Emotion out of the picture. It's, uh, an awesome key. It was one of the first keys that led me along the path of this biology-based money management approach that we take here. And uh, it was inspired by my dad, who couldn't keep his passions in perspective. He was super good at making money, especially for other people. But when it came to managing his own, not so much. And so that's how it got inspired. But I tell the story on this week's episode. So if you just visit keystoriches.com, you'll be able to get that and all the tools that go along with this week's key. Moolah word of the day. Our new word, it's actually a frizz and it's an acronym as well. The D-S-C-R. 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 So Delta Sierra Charlie Romeo, for those of you that are aware of the aviators alphabet. Hmm. And that stands for debt service coverage ratio. Okay, That's so pretty complicated. Uh yes, but it's not. Everybody likes highfalutin words, so they can sound like they're worth the money that they're making. <laughs> it is a corporate finance term, and the debt service coverage ratio is a measure of the cash flow available to pay current debt obligations. The ratio states net operating income or NOI, as commercial finance loves acronyms. NOI is a multiple of debt obligations due within one year, including principal, interest, sinking fund, and lease payments. Sinking fund. Yes. This is a critical piece that most Americans, or just people in general, fail to consider when they make investments and buy things. And they fail to set up sinking funds, and that's how they get caught with their pants down when it comes time for repairs, for emergencies, or things like that. So uh, we'll talk about a sinking fund in a moment, but in government finance, it's the amount of export earnings needed to meet annual interest and principal payments on a country's external debts. In personal finance, it is a ratio used to determine the income property loans for bank that bank loan officers use. A DSCR greater than one means the entity, whether a person, company, or government has sufficient income to pay its current debt obligations. A DSR less than one means it does not. And so when you think about the the, the number one, think about for every dollar that you owe in principal, interest taxes, and insurance payments, needs to be matched by a minimum of $1 in NOI or net operating income. Okay. So uh, most lenders will not lend. You money, unless you have a debt coverage ratio of at least one point two five. So that you're making a buck and a quarter for every buck you owe, meaning you have extra money over what you owe. Makes sense. They're not gonna lend you up to your capacity. Yeah. Bottom line. So the debt coverage ratio is mostly used on commercial properties. However, if we were to analogize it to something. Similar on the residential real estate side, something that you may be more familiar with, that would be your income to debt ratio. And there's actually two numbers there's income to debt, and then there's total income. And income to debt is everything you owe excluding housing. Mm-hmm. So that's student loan debt, car payments, credit cards, signature loans, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, alimony, child support, separate maintenance payments are also included in that number if you owe it. Huh. So your mortgage payment doesn't doesn't count? Not in the debt ratio. In the total debt ratio or bottom ratio or back-end ratio is where it's added in. And usually it can be 28 or 29% of your gross income. So there's some nuances um, in commercial finance, they use net operating income, but in residential, uh, they use gross income. So they include your taxable income in there. Um, And I think part of that is because of the write down that you get, you know, from the taxes, Mm -hmm. you know, the interest can be taken off of your taxable income. It's, Mm -hmm. It's not super significant, but it does make a bit of difference. You know, it doesn't. You know, it's not a dollar for dollar savings. Mm-hmm. It's like a calculated amount mm-hmm. is how it affects your um, tax obligation. So, if you spent say ten thousand in interest, you're not going to get ten thousand in credit. It it reduces your total obligation by ten thousand dollars. So, if you made a hundred thousand, it'll take um, and reduce your um, annual income down to 90. Mm-hmm. And I'm not an accountant nor a CPA, so don't quote me on that. Yeah, <laughs> But that's how I understand it. So that's our, our MULA word is debt service coverage ratio, or simply ability to repay the loan or what we would call in our four layers of risk of underwriting your capacity mm-hmm. to repay the note. So that's how, and, and it's a critical factor. You know, I sat and I was just trying to do calculations on a loan. Somebody applied for a loan and uh, they had no income. So I had to look at it from a different perspective. I said, okay, so how many assets can this person bring that I could sell today to cover this? And I said, I need, you know, because I'm looking for, I'm only going to loan 40%. So I'm looking six times what you want. I need six times what you want in equity on this loan. So if you're borrowing 10,000, the asset you bring me needs to be worth 60 before I'll loan you 10. Just bottom line. Cause I'm not going to mess around because people that can't demonstrate income are statistically defaulters. Yeah. It's not a matter of if it's a matter of when. Yeah. Always on subprime lending. Uh, But the upside becomes huge. That's why I like it because the upside is huge. Because if I take it, if I take that $60,000 asset, I'm not going to be able to sell it for 60, but I probably could sell it for 30. And by the time I get my fees all in, you know, for repossession or whatever and and defaults and all of that stuff, they may have borrowed 10, but they're going to owe me a lot more. Yeah. Maybe 15 or 20 by the end of the day. Uh So if I sold it for 30, You know what I mean? And that's like I say, what can I sell it for today? And it's going to be half of what it's worth. Because that's just the way it works. Mm. You know, if I have to liquidate, if I wanted to hold out and find the right buyer, I might be able to find a buyer for a $60,000 car. But I know, you know, just, (laughs) you know, I can sell a Cadillac for Chevrolet prices all day long. Mm. And that's what I'm going to do. I got to be able to know, I got to know what my numbers are. And that's what an underwriter has to determine is... You know, can I effectively make this loan? And if I can, what's my default? Where am I? What's it going to take me to liquidate it? That's why they like down payments because they want you to have skin in the game. Sure. Be, you know, so, so you're less likely. You know, and, uh, to default on it. Now that's, and, and herein lies a problem when down payments are gifted or down payments come yeah. from, um, inheritance. an inheritance. Yep. That's also a problem because yep. it's free money. It's there. It, it goes along with this week's key. Take emotion out of the picture. There's no blood, sweat, or tears involved Correct. in that money.
1: Correct
0: and i'm not counting tears as in crying at the funeral. Oh my god, how much did my dad give me? How much did my mom give me? <laughs> my grandpa, my rich uncle, whomever. <laughs> right? You know, those aren't the tears i'm counting. I mean, like the tears because your hands are blistered from digging ditches all day. Yeah. Those are the tears i'm talking about when it comes to earning money. And so, you know, an income source is always looked at too, or asset sources are always considered. You know, these are underwriting things. These are just simple things that underwriters make a determination. Out. Uh Anyway, so that's your moolah word of the day, debt service coverage ratio, the DCS or the DSCR. I keep getting those intertwined. Uh, so if you'd like to learn more about that, please visit our website at unlockyourwealthradio.com for more great resources and more moolah words of the day as we build up our glossary of definitions through each show. So uh, we have a nice topic driven show for you since we're talking about uh, taking emotion out of the picture and we talk about the challenges that are inherent when it comes to understanding a biological approach to money management. Insurance is one of our areas of concern in our three, five financial strategy here at the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. And uh what are the three questions Miguel? Do we have them down now? Where are we? Where are we going? And and what's the difference? Ding 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 ding. Uh some of the things that we make mistakes with are more common mistakes happen with homeowners insurance or car insurance. And that's what we're going to talk about. Some of the pitfalls of not properly making a claim. And uh so uh a lot of different insurance companies are getting more competitive. They're giving you a free first time get out of jail free card where they don't bump your premiums. Yeah, I noticed that on TV. When you me? make a mistake, I've seen commercials for that. So that's kind of nice. So if your company is one of those companies that don't dink you for the first time you make a claim, there's re- There's no reason not to file one. Here are some exceptions. All right, if I can, if my claim. Is less than my obligation, my copay, or whatever my deductible is. Mm-hmm. There's no point in alerting your insurance company to your faux pas. No. Whoops, fender bender, and it's you know like 150 bucks to pull somebody's yeah. dent. Come on, and your deductible is five. 100, now you've just alerted your, co- your insurance company that there's a problem. They're not going to pay it, but now they know you made a mistake. No brand. So you got a dink already. You don't want the dink. Um, because especially you don't want to take one for the team if the team isn't going to be reimbursed. <laughs> so it'd be silly. So that would be one reason not to file a claim. So you pay it out of pocket. That's why we have emergency funds. Tiered Savings Plan, right? Yep, yep. Okay. So that would be one reason why. Um, Or if, here's another reason why, if the amount of your claim will be lower than the amount that your premiums will go up. Because once they start creeping up, they don't go back down. Mm -hmm. And premiums can go up even if you haven't made a claim. If your credit... Takes a hit. So, this is another reason why we should manage our credit effectively because people with statistically lower credit scores make higher claims and more fraudulent wow. claims. So, you really need to think about it before you file a claim. But if it's a sizable amount, if the amount of the claim is less than the amount that your premium will go up and you can afford that premium to go up, then by all means, make a claim. So the first mistake is not filing a a claim when you have a valid reason to. If you were driving without car insurance, you're breaking the law. If you don't have health insurance, you're going to have to pay a fee on your federal income tax. And if you own a home and you have it financed, your... lender is gonna require that you maintain a homeowners insurance. And you can usually get away with dropping it later, but you're going to pay a fee if you do that. Uh, you'll be also breaking the law if you do it with car insurance. But um if the lender finds out that you've financed something and you've dropped the insurance, they may do forced placed insurance, which happens all the time in the automotive industry. And they will pay to insure your car in the, because if you total your car and you don't have insurance on it, it doesn't get made whole, then they're not, they're going to be stuck with, with an asset, you know, a totaled asset that doesn't have, that's not worth it. Yeah. That, that they can't liquidate, you know, so they're going to, they're going to insure it that, you know, they don't want a $5,000 lump when you owe $3,000. That's why the insurance is there. So they're going to put, they're going to, they're going to, at some point you're going to pay for insurance if you're not careful. So make sure that you have insurance because if you have force placed insurance, meaning your lender put Insurance on there Guess what That's for them That ain't for you So if you crack up your car And you have force placed insurance They're not going to fix it So you can drive it They're not going to pay your medical bills They're going to fix it So they can sell it And cover the note Because likely if you can't drive it You ain't going to pay for it So you're going to default So that's how it So we want to make sure That we're paying attention On that front The next step In just a minute, because I want to tell you that this segment of Unlock Your Wealth Radio is sponsored by KeepMyID.org, the only service that actually prevents identity theft. All others are just monitoring services. Put your credit on lockdown for Unlock Your Wealth Radio listeners by visiting our website at UnlockYourWealthRadio.com forward slash KeepMyID to click on the link to over to click on the link to start protecting your financial future right now. And somebody's not paying attention to the queue, because that's the commercial cue, not the ending queue, De Niro. <clears throat> so, um, uh, so that's the first mistake. The second mistake people make is, uh, and this goes to our biology-based money management, not getting enough documentation. So you get into a little fender bender, right? Now you are in hypervigilance mode. You can't avoid it. Your instincts are going up towards pleasure, away from pain. You just got into a car wreck. So now you're going to be in shock. So guess what happens when you're in shock? You have no fine motor skills. Your body has pushed all of your blood to your extremities to take quick action, to fight, freeze, or flee. All right. You are not able to think rationally or logically unless it's been trained into you. Uh, so likely you could be injured, but because the body is shutting off parts of the brain, pain being one of them, so you can fight extra fiercely without being hurt or at least knowing how badly you're hurt. If you're in a car accident, you're not going to know how bad you've been hurt. hmm it may hurt a little bit, but not to the extent that it will hurt. And if you think you're not hurting at all, it's because your brain is masking the pain. Mm. Your bo- So you're going to feel the aches and pains later on. You may find out that you do, in fact, have whiplash. But because it didn't physically impair your ability to move around right after the accident, that's, that's a part of the problem. But in addition to the physical issues, because we're in shock, we're not thinking logically. And so if we can't think logically, we're not going to remember always to ask for the other person's insurance card. We're not going to ask for the police officer's badge number. We're not going to ask for the police report number or the incident number that gets filed. Experts advise individuals to always get Every piece of information they can, and nowadays, everybody has an email address. Everybody has a phone number or a mobile telephone number. Ask, get first and last names, email addresses, and follow up with an email after the conversation. If you have trouble with your insurer later on, that written record of all the parties involved will help you prove your case it'll go a long way in substantiating the validity of your claim another thing we do because of this whole shock thing maybe it wears off and now we're feeling again and now the thought of holy smokes there's a lot of crap that has to happen yeah and now we are feeling a little bit of pain turning up inside mm-hmm. So what does that mean? We biologically respond by avoiding the pain. So we don't, we know we need to file the claim, but I got to do this first and that first, and I still have to take the kids to practice and drop them off at school and pick up the dry cleaning and... Procrastination. Exactly. So don't delay in making your claim. It's another popular mistake. You might forget important details to tell your insurance agent as well, or you may forget altogether or file outside of the window to make a claim. So um, as in with credit fraud, sometimes there's a window of opportunity, especially on debit cards. You only have 20 or 48 hours to file a claim for fraudulent use of a debit card. Otherwise, you could owe a portion of that. And let me just tell you, getting money back after somebody's defrauded you on a debit card is near impossible. And if it comes back, it comes back so much later that it seems like manna from heaven. And if it's if affected your ability to make your mortgage payment or your rent, you're not going to get it back fast enough. I promise you that. You won't get it back fast enough uh, because of the research and, and all of that stuff that it takes to investigate versus using a credit card. So file the claim. And the best thing that you can do is after you've calmed down, and it takes about actively 20 minutes to disperse an adrenaline dump, maybe longer depending on if you also have shock associated with the hormone dump, meaning you've been injured and just don't realize it because shock can set in over the fight or flight mechanism too. So as soon as that wears off, you need to make what... My NLP coach Bill Thomason and past guest calls a letter history. And detail moment by moment every single detail you can remember, good, bad, or indifferent, and just replay that event from start to finish in your mind so you can document it effectively. Because over time, our mind degenerates. Especially this is one of the bonuses of old age, negative events disappear. So like people that were especially abusive to their children later on in life might just remember the good times and not really remember beating their kids. You know, no, I'm serious. It's sure I'm serious. You know, like we just lose those traumatic things. We might have a fondness for the uncle that diddled us when we were kids, you know, just like, you know, but forget all of the sexual trauma or abuse. It's it's amazing how the brain does that yeah. over time. And so our memories will materially change, especially if we smell something. You know, things there's biological documentation that your body goes through. Like maybe the salad that you ate at lunch before the car wreck. Okay, Mm. maybe Mm. the the lasagna you were baking when the tree fell through the roof of your house Uh, from your neighbor as he sawed it down and it went timber the wrong way. You know, uh, the next time you smell lasagna or eat that salad or go to that restaurant, it's going to conjure up stuff. Yeah. The body has an amazing way of documenting things, but that information will change over time. So we must do that. And when you make this documentation, don't just try to be clinical. Don't try to be legal. Use your own verbiage and terminology and create everything. What you saw, what you heard, what you smelled, who you were with, what you were doing, what you were saying, what you heard. Was there music playing on the radio? Was there some sort of identifying feature? To that event, like somebody not turning off their cell phone when in the middle of a radio show. There you go. <laughs> These are all things that you need to document right away. Not documenting your entire event, start to finish, as if you were reliving it, is a bad idea because you, those pieces of information may just be what solves the case or gets your claim paid. On the flip side of things, here's something else that we have to worry about, and that's opening your big mouth. Some of us are conversationalists. Some of us are into the overshare. I overshare. And if you are a conversationalist or an oversharer, and you enjoy talking, be careful because mistakes are often made on telephone conversations. Most claims numbers now fully record all of their calls. Pay attention if this wow. call may be recorded for quality customer service, but it can also be information used against you. Yeah, never thought of that. I'm always thinking it's about, the, it's about catching their employees and No, saying the wrong thing. No. And if those things are documented, they can be used against you just as well as for you. But forget the recorded part. Most people don't realize that the process of claims handlers and the way they are trained to ask loaded questions whenever they talk to policyholders and to memorialize everything that you say in a written memo after the call is not designed so that they can hurry up and stroke you the biggest check possible. They intimately understand that their job is to save the company money. So if you screwed up or you're at fault and you accidentally let that leak, they may or may not pay all or a portion of your claim. Those questions might seem like a routine thing to you. Oh, they just need to know this for whatever. However, the answers that you give, and especially the overshare as opposed to just yes, no, yes, no. Well, you see, it's not quite yes or it's not quite no. The more information they elicit from you, it can have serious consequences, including partial or full denial of your claims. Yeah, It's a, it's a critical mistake that we make, and we don't realize that we do that. So, for more great resources and tips on how to properly file your your claim and how to document it using our biology-based approach to money management, just visit our website at unlockyourwealthradio.com and drop in the search term, how to file an insurance claim, to pull up the blog and find the article that'll help you find the download to make sure that every insurance claim you make is has the most successful potential possible. That's it for this week's show. Remember to visit our keys to com website for this week's key, take emotion out of the picture. And for the maestro of moolah, Michael Terry, I'm Heather Wagonhalls, empowering your success. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. Unlockyourwealthradio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2017 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches financial wellness series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com.